Assistant Jeremy Miller. Jeremy, how you doing? Uh, doing good. How you doing, my fellow degenerates? Uh, another day in paradise, <laughs> brother. And you know what, Jeremy? We have a special guest co-host today. It's not nice to call her special, you know. Well, you know, I mean, for the time being, she is the lovely Alani Rivera. Alani, how you doing? Hey, guys. Great to join you today. I'm doing fantastic. Yay! All right, cool. We got that out of the way. <laughs> so, Lonnie, you pretty much, uh, you're you're like a professional professional because you are on TMZ. You're, you're one of yep. the, the people that like handle the bus tourists and stuff Tour like that. Tour guides. Tour guides. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've seen you on a couple of uh, the TMZ episodes and stuff like that. So, welcome to the Xander Effect, by the way. Uh, Thanks, I'm I'm sorry that you're gonna have to deal, be dealing with uh, with Jeremy here, but uh, that's okay. I can get over that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. Solani, so Solani, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, you're you're not from California. You're from the Steel City. You're from Pittsburgh. Absolutely proud to be. I'm a huge Steelers fan. Grew up in Pittsburgh. Love football. Um, have a lot of family still living there now, including my mama. And um, actually was born in New York. So I, I kind of claim both. I'm nice. a New Yorker and Pittsburgh. My dad lives in New York. Um, I've been out here in California, though, for 12 years now. So I, you would, I'm definitely a California girl. I teach yoga. Uh, don't hold it against me. I'm not <laughs> I'm not vegan, so I'm not one of those weird yogis. But, oh, my uh, God. But As I, a I, chef, I, let me say thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I know a lot of people think, okay, being from Pittsburgh, but yet teach yoga. You know, Because in Pittsburgh, we're talking like beer. We've got, you know, pierogies. Of course. Corned corn beef sandwiches. And I teach yoga. So I, I do eat meat. But, um, you know, I grew up in a big family. I, I love the beach. I spend a lot of time at my beach near near here i live in long beach and i'm this weekend and actually even right now i'm dog sitting so i've got oh, nice. the, the cutest terrier like sleeping on my lap oh, right now. Oh, and i've had him all weekend you guys and we've just bonded so i'm i love dogs and i love animals so that's a little bit about me Nice, nice. And that sounds like it's a lot and I love it. And you know what? I mean, it's so funny too because we, like, Jeremy, I've been talking to Lonnie over this weekend, uh, wanting her to come on here and everything. And she actually uh, went ahead and shared a couple of uh, interesting yoga stories. Uh, something having to do with pot. I mean, pots. <laughs> I should actually clarify that. What, 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 like, this is, it's just California. You need well, to specify. I really, really do. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's so funny because, I mean, she, she, uh, you were telling me that you were trying to make music with pots. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Xander, like, you now I'm like making back. Yeah, that's what was really, really interesting. So, Friday, you know, the, the last two days have been kind of, for those of us who are who are yogis or just into the environment and signs, I don't want to sound too kooky for you guys, but uh, you know, the full moons that we've had for the last couple of nights have been pretty amazing. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I was going for a walk with one of my friends down in Long Beach. We're hanging out in Belmont Shore area. And there's this store that sells these sound bowls. And I don't know if you know, they're Tibetan sound bowls. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. Like, bowls. Yeah, that's right. That's why I got yeah. pot and bowls mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. I knew what you were talking about. And so I actually got one for Christmas this year. But here's the thing. I have been playing it wrong <laughs> for the last like eight months. You nice. would have thought I would have taken the time to like actually look up and figure out how to play it. There's supposed to be every uh, area of the bowl that you play corresponds with the different chakras. Right. So if you, if you play it, it's supposed to connect you and you're supposed to feel it. So we go into this store that had like a bunch of bowls. My girlfriend bought one. I already had mine. We take it back to her home, who, by the way, she she does smoke pot. And yeah. she she had already smoked, and then suddenly she's like, let's have a concert. Nice. <laughs> nice. So she's playing one, you know, she's playing her ball. She's like, close your eyes. That she was really, really cool. And then I'm playing mine, and she plays, and we're just basically just playing off of each other for at least five to 10 minutes. Didn't record it. I wish we had, but uh, it was pretty amazing. And so selling, Xander about it. We're just talking about bowls and pot and yogi. Yeah, because I mean, because I mean, because I mean, the thing is, when she said the word bowl, I automatically thought it was the other kind of bowl uh, <laughs> that she was talking about. And I'm just like, well, yeah, you know, when you do yoga, you definitely need a bowl, you know. <laughs> Got to keep it mellow, bro, you know. So that's what popped into my head. Gee, I wonder where my head's at. I was going to uh, say, uh, what, what you been thinking about there, Xander? He's been thinking about what every other man I talk to, including current boyfriends, ex-boyfriends, wannabe boyfriends, think of when I talk about yoga. <laughs> oh, maybe. So I got <laughs> I got to admit one thing, and this this will probably add on to what you just said, Lonnie. Is the is the is the thing is that I was looking at your at your uh, email because your email. Do you mind if I share your email by any by any? By all means. Her, her email is Lonnie at yogastory.org. Now, at first glance, I actually just read it as yogatory. Oh, and wow. I was like, is this purgatory yoga? Like, what is wrong with this woman? <laughs> that was the first thing I saw. I shit you not. I saw that. I was like, yogatory. Oh, man, I don't want to do it. What kind of torture is she going to? I might like it, but I mean, you know, besides you're, that, you know. You're such a lapsed Catholic, I swear. I, I totally right. am. I totally <laughs> am, man. It's just, just giving me an idea, Xander. <laughs> I just gave her, like, a business idea. It's like, <laughs> so I got the nice yoga uh, thing going. Let's uh-huh. see if uh, we could go ahead and come up with some fetishes and call it yogatory. All right. <laughs> we'll go ahead and get the leather out and uh, everything else. Not that I would know anything about that. You know, I bet you if we Googled it, it would not surprise me if there is some kind of genre out there that involves that. Believe it or not, because a friend of mine a while ago sent me a clip. Everyone, any at this point, anytime anyone hears of yoga, they send me something. And there was something... Yeah, it's like suddenly I'm this expert who wants to hear about it all the time just because I'm certified as an instructor. But Mm -hmm. in in any case, he sent me a a clip from, I guess, like the strip club in Atlanta uh, where they call it trap yoga, where it's like the strippers are working the poles, but then they're also doing yoga, too. (laughs) 
That's interesting. I mean, I think Jeremy could do that easily. I think you could easily go to a strip club and do that, you know? I can do the inverted split pulse bit, so you know, I mean. He's very limber, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, we're getting into very dangerous waters here. Yeah, we are. <laughs> well, Lonnie, I mean, again, it's great to have you on the Xander Effect. We got a lot of really cool stuff coming up, uh, including in entertainment news. We're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, Saturday Night Live's beginning of season 46. Their cold open, I got to tell you, was freaking hilarious. We're going to talk a little bit about that. In sports, there was a follow-up story on uh, on Animal from uh, Legion of Doom. Apparently, it seems that um, he actually passed away during a, a uh, during um, uh, kind of like a, a wedding anniversary. So we'll talk a little bit about that. In video game news, Payday 3 is coming up. and There's already some development talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here are the twins, Que Me Gusta, right here on the Xander Effect.
this is Ariane Celeste. This is Larry Neymar, the founder of E! Entertainment Television. Hi, this is Maricela Cornejo. Hey, how's it going? This is Polo Molina. Hey, yo, what's up? This is the Xander Effect, and I am the DJ KID to Kick and Creek. Welcome to the place to be. and Gregor Cruz featuring uh, Tima D. Uh, Manos and Me right here on the Xander Effect. 
In entertainment news, I don't know if you guys got a chance to catch the cold open or season 46 premiere of uh, of Saturday Night Live. Uh, it was hosted by Chris Rock. And man, they went to town on the presidential debate. Uh, Jim Carrey went ahead and played, uh, you know, uh, uh, presidential, uh, yeah, presidential uh, nominee uh, Joe Biden. And of course, Alec Baldwin played uh, President uh, Donald Trump. And oh my God. <laughs> I just was laughing at every single thing they were kept. They kept on poking fun at the fact that Trump was gonna get COVID because obviously we know that President Donald Trump is is uh, is in the hospital for uh, being diagnosed uh, testing positive for COVID nineteen, and uh, you know they were just poking fun at the fact because you know he gets it a few days later, and so they were like, yeah, you know, Alec Baldwin's practically saying, yeah, you know, not wearing a mask, that's not gonna bite me in the ass anytime soon, <laughs> and I'm like, you guys are horrible. I mean, did yeah. you guys get a chance to catch that? I, you know, all the morning shows, you guys were talking about it. Like, first of all, I love SNL. And the fact that they they brought back, you know, some of the originals, the greats. I mean, Chris Rock, Jim Carrey. We hadn't seen Jim Carrey. I mean, I hadn't seen Jim Carrey in a while. As far as, far as you know, a lot of people were saying he's kind of took a break a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. from, being, from being in the spotlight. And I know he's into art and everything. So to just see him... Nail Biden, in my opinion, <laughs> was fantastic. So, um, you know, I've, I've got to admit, I haven't like sat because I multitask a lot the entire clip, but I'm definitely going to check it out a little later today. Oh, man. Humor is the best way to grab people. I mean, in these times, we all need to laugh more. I agree. Absolutely. And the thing is, they did a great job. I mean, uh, they, <laughs> they went ahead and they, uh, they, they, uh, uh, the one that played was playing Chris Wallace. Went ahead and asked uh, Donald Trump. He's like, you, you did take. He said, "quote You did take the COVID test. You promised you'd take in advance." And uh, Alec Baldwin said, "Absolutely, Scouts Honor." And he kind of has like his fingers crossed. <laughs> <There's a laughs> he's 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 the, the lips, the lips alone. Yeah. yeah Yeah. Just like... SNL's ability to uh, lambaste anybody political has always been amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, having people, as you said, like Jim Carrey, bringing back Alec Baldwin, doing yes. amazing, you know, amazing impression. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you just you have so much there to pull from, and SNL, of course, is well equipped to handle that. <laughs> Hey, you guys, in my opinion, top two impersonators of Trump, in my opinion, Baldwin. Have you ever seen Trevor Noah do him? Oh, Trevor, Trevor's is amazing. Trevor Noah, (laughs) I I absolutely, if you closed your eyes, you know, you would absolutely think you're listening to to Donald Trump. I mean, it's amazing. (laughs) There's definitely, there's definitely a lot of talent there. And I mean, the entire episode was great. I mean, they, they had this one, uh, this one skit where uh, they actually had to shut down a name changing place. Uh, And uh, because of COVID and there was a reporter there was a reporter that was interviewing uh, the people that wanted to change their names and he interviewed a woman by the name of Edith Puthie <laughs> oh dear lord 
<laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. And, uh, you know, and there was another one by the name of uh, uh, Finding My Clit or something like that. And, oh, oh my it, God. They just went off. And I was like, wow, SNL's getting really racy right now with yeah. these things. But it yeah. was, I got to tell you, and of course, Weekend Update, uh, you know, with uh, Michael Che and Colin Yost. I mean, those, those, that was just, they just, just went in yeah. on everything that's going on. And I got to tell you, I think this, they, SNL was waiting for this, for them to come back. Yep. To be able to do all this because yep. they were like chomping at the bit. They were like, oh man, do we got material? <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say. When you're talking about any, any improv troupe and they have had to sit through what has been one of the largest gold mines of political satire in a while. So bad. I mean, right. you know, they have been salivating for this moment. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it always amazes me, and I, I don't know for this show if it's true, too. You know, they only prep for a couple of days. They don't have right. a lot of time to put that show together. So just the fact that they're able to get it out there and just how good it is is amazing. Totally. And the thing is that, I mean, at, at this point, especially with COVID, it must be even harder to be able to get that practice in, that rehearsal in, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's got to be difficult. So, major props for SNL uh, yeah. for for giving us a great Saturday Night Live uh, premiere. And yeah. uh, I, I'm with with the next few weeks, everything that's going on. Oh, I cannot wait to see what they got next. Actually, it's so funny because it's like I'm watching CNN, I'm watching Fox, I'm watching all these channels, yeah. and I'm thinking, yeah, they're gonna use that on SNL. <laughs> Well, the vice presidential debate coming up, so we can almost count on this weekend. There's going to be something about that. Absolutely. They had Maya Rudolph come back, and and she actually did the role of Kamala Harris uh, Uh in in that skit. And she came in as a mom. She's like, all right, you two. She's like, all right, you two. If you guys don't stop behaving yourselves, there's going to be no pudding for either of you. And it was just, oh my God, it was just so, oh, it was hilarious. You guys, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure it's up on YouTube. Check it out. It's an amazing uh, opener to Saturday Night Live. Uh, In other entertainment news, Ava Mendez uh, went ahead and said, told E.T. that says that she's happy being home with my man. Obviously, she's talking about Ryan Gosling. and. Like it's it's crazy because although we have seen that COVID nineteen has brought a lot of divorces uh, this year because apparently you know spouses they kind of figured you know what maybe we weren't as compatible as we thought we were so divorce here divorce there I mean we have Will Smith and Jada Pinkett that almost all also called it quits um, right. we have uh, we have Kristen Cavallari she also called it quits with uh, with uh, Jay Cutler. Um, you know, uh, over vacation, actually, no less. As soon as they came back, Divorce City. And like, yeah. then there's been a lot of other breakups uh, yeah. throughout this time of quarantine. But looks like Ava Mendes is doing fantastic. She's enjoying her time with Ryan and their children. And that's just awesome to see that. And, you know, I gave you what I think is my theory why it's working. And my theory is, and we have to fact check this, but I want to say, I don't think they're legally married. I think that they are, you know, they had children first and they've been together a long time, but I, if they got married, they maybe have gotten married recently and haven't publicized it, but I don't think they're legally married. And I just think there's a lot to be said about what people say about being in a relationship because you want to be there, not because you have to be there because of the contract. And then number two, you're speaking about my girl crush. 
loved, loved, loved Ava Mendez. So, I mean, who wouldn't want to be around her? I hate well, I'll, throw yeah. my, I'll throw my two cents in. I, I definitely, I mean, being somebody who my fiance and I have been quarantined together for quite some time, you know, people don't take the, as you said, contract, the marriage contract, you know, as seriously anymore. People jump in, they dive in, and in their minds, well, we can get rid of it later, we can whatever, you know. Um, for me, married, not married, or otherwise shouldn't matter. You know, if you can stand each other, you can stand each other. And even as close as Joni and I are, as close as we have that fairy tale romance we have been pushing each other's buttons the last <laughs> six weeks to two you know less six weeks or so especially just from the sheer you know stress being irritated being irritable all that kind of stuff and you know if you don't have the communication already before something like this, yeah, there's there's very little chance you're going to survive. I mean, that's the tr- you know that's the truth. And her and I were very lucky. I'm not you know this is not a patting me on the back thing. It's just I'm very blessed that her and I have mm-hmm. always done that. We've always tried to focus on that. So long before this happened, we had some tools to deal with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just. It, it was it was bound to happen that a lot of weaknesses in relationships might be exposed. And yeah. I'd like to remind people that those weaknesses do not mean you have to be apart. True. You know, I mean, how many people I, I know so many people that have been divorced and 15 years later, you know, say, I wish I'd been more mature. I'd wish mm-hmm. I'd been smart enough and mature mm-hmm. enough to, you know, work through this rather than just walking away. No, I think you made a really good point. Um, I think it's, I, I always, you know, I've never been married, you guys. Likewise. I'm riding the single <laughs> pony here. So, I mean, that's what I'm, I'm doing right now. And and the thing is, I've been trying to divorce this guy for the longest time. I've been trying to divorce Jeremy, and I just can't. I can't get rid You're of him. You're not getting rid of me ever, baby. <laughs> by, the way, by the way, riding the single pony needs to be a new band name. <laughs> I think that I, you know what I think I might create that. That might be my new fantasy football name, actually. Riding the <laughs> pony. <laughs> You're throwing out all kind of names today, right? Uh, Xander from Purgatory to New Pony. Oh, I mean, Yogatory? well, I, didn't, I, I mean, I said Yogatory. You threw in pur- pur- Purgatory there, Lonnie. I mean, I'm not. I, I don't know what you're doing over there. I mean, is that a Freudian slip I hear? I'm not saying I don't know. I mean, but no. But to your point, I mean, it's definitely something that many couples they you know they finally see in a sense I feel that they finally see their true colors they finally see that they're not really compatible sometimes or that either that or they just don't try hard enough to make it work right I mean this this right. whole quarantine is the true test of yeah. Yeah, this has uh, been a litmus through, test. Yeah, exactly. It's and it's yes. the test of through sickness and then health, through the bad times, through the good times. This is the bad time. You know, yeah, this is the bad you know time right now. I don't normally talk about my personal life, but since Jeremy was so candid, I'm just gonna throw this in here. I've been seeing had been seeing someone for like the last like two years, and we're still talking. And I stayed with him for a period of time. I didn't move in. I just stayed with him, you guys, because it was kind of in between condo I was living in Seoul. Right, and right. You know, it was just one of those, I spent a lot of time over there. So I stayed with him like a month and a half, you guys. By like the sixth or seventh week, 
I was ready to go on a trip by myself. And, I, <laughs> and you know, and I'm just gonna be honest with you, it's just when you're sharing space, and we were in, a, in an apartment, when you're sharing space with someone, and I'm the first to admit, I'm not the easiest person sometimes to be around. Sometimes I just want silence, you know? Sometimes I just, you know, we, we are who we are. But I, I actually had to leave for a while, came back, we've hung out since, we're getting along great. I think sometimes just having a little bit of space is a good thing. I would agree 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I mean, I mean, granted, I've had space for the past, you know, over 20 years, but that's beside the point. Um, right. <laughs> and so, yeah, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where uh, I just, I, it, I become a hermit, really, sometimes. And um, it, I, I don't know. I don't know. My, my relationship status is very hectic sometimes because I'm always busy. I'm always trying to do stuff. And in a, in a sense, it's a good thing to be single because you get to do a lot of things that otherwise you couldn't if you're in a relationship or you get to go places where, you know, I mean, possibly your other half possibly can't or whatever, you know, I mean, you have more freedom when you're single, but there's also that sense of, I kind of like to have somebody pat me on the back. I kind of like would, would like to have that support, you know. And so well, you're not getting it here. I see. Yeah. And I was going there. I was going there. Um, and I hate you. Hey, Xander, you can't have it both ways. You Who says? It. Okay. Who says? I can have it any which way I want. Upside down, sideways, horizontal. Oh wait, no, that's not the way I was talking about. I was going to say we don't need to hear about all your little perversions. In other entertainment news, moving forward really quick on that um, in other entertainment news uh, the Estefan family have decided to go ahead and do their version of Red Table Talk the Estefans uh, looks like uh, Gloria and uh, her her niece Lily um, and the, and Lily's daughter uh, uh, Emily Estefan have decided to start a Red Table Talk where they will be tackling difficult issues such as relationships, sexuality, mental health and more but one of the things Things that they will not be talking about and this is something that I can relate to because I try to keep the Xander effect focused on the three topics of entertainment, sports, and video games, uh, try to keep it light. They're kind of going in the same direction as well, where they will not be talking about politics. Uh, however, however, uh, uh, Gloria did went ahead and said, um, you know, she went ahead and she she did mention election. She said, uh, it is important for Latinos to show their power at the ballot. Whoever you vote for, it doesn't matter. This is a future warning to whoever gets into power that we are a community to be reckoned with and that we have political and economical power. Um, in the last election, 46% of people didn't vote, a lot of them very young. So it's crucial. So I think it's so I think it's crucial that anyone who has a voice at least try to remind people to vote. So I mean, at and that's a reminder that I mean, even even us here in the Xander Effect, uh, we share that same uh, that same that same feeling as well. Go out and vote. You have the power to do it and make change. It's that simple. And yeah. uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, that she mentioned that. I'm also glad that uh, that Gloria. I mean, because we haven't heard from Gloria Stefan in a very long time. I mean, she's been keeping kind of behind the scenes. Uh, she's been uh, she hasn't done. I don't think she's done music in a while. And uh, it's really cool for her to actually try to do something different. 
uh, as far as doing a podcast, doing a Red Table Talk, and tackling pretty interesting and very serious types of topics. So yeah. I'm very happy to hear that. I'm actually I, I'm curious to see how that's going to go. I think it's a very cool idea. And like you said, getting to hear kind of from her and where she's at now is awesome. Um, you know, people that touched our lives years ago in the entertainment business, no matter what, we always want to know what's going on. That always holds a certain amount of interest for all of us. Um, yeah. I I like that she's going to be tackling some real stuff. And I, as important as, you know, political views and discussion is in this day of all the political craziness we are dealing with everybody needs a break yeah, everybody yeah. needs a show everybody needs something that is not going to be pounding that down their throat and their psyche every single minute so i, I love that they're going another direction you know yeah I, I actually have a couple things to say about it so she's saying that she's staying away from the politics in it just the curiosity in me and this is the journalist i wonder what her political background is because we know in my Miami, it's a large Cuban community, which leans more conservative. Republican, yeah, they're more yes. Republican. So then that makes me wonder, is she trying to stay away from it because she doesn't want to alienate that community as well? You know what I mean? Like, mm. if we, if she, if she talks about it, then it might force her to pick sides and we're just trying to build a, a show and build following. Maybe she's trying to stay away from it. That's just my... That's it's just very, it's very possible and it'd be a very smart business decision yeah, well, on her yeah. part. I mean, that's yeah, and, and, and the way uh, the way I see it is because, I mean, I don't talk about my political affiliations either right. um, because they're my own. And, you know, right. it's, it's so it's it annoys me sometimes when I go online and people are saying who they voted for. And then they ask me, oh, who do you vote for? I'm like, um, votes are supposed to be a secret. Don't tell. So there's no reason for. Yeah, there's no reason for me to tell you who I voted for. I voted. Let me just put it this way. I voted for the right person. For, the, exactly. for, the, for who I believe would be <clears throat> the right person for the job. That's who I voted yeah. for. And I leave yeah. it at that. I never, ever yeah. say uh, who I voted for, what political affiliation, none right. of that. Because that's not, that's first of all, as a journalist, we have to, I mean, right. at least old school style, we're supposed to stay completely unbiased. Or, you know, you're going to have to move out of the States. <laughs> right, exactly. In order to we, we, we strive for it. But I mean, is it really realistic? Because we all have, in, we all have biases. Exactly. Well, exactly. Biases, but I mean, the, it's a, what I was bringing up was it's a pet peeve of mine in that, you know, in the 70s, we repealed the, the Fair Journalism Act. And, mm -hmm. you know, you still see it in places like Britain on the BBC, you still, where they give actual equal time to both sides of the story. It's not mm -hmm. propaganda the news yeah. you know and yeah. we got away from that and I don't think we can ever get it back you know we've 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 gone down that rabbit hole too far uh, it's I, one of the I, reasons I why I tend to I tend to look for my news from other sources just because mm -hmm. I don't like one-sided news agreed agreed can I, say just, can I just say something though about Absolutely. Gloria because you were busting my chops earlier Xander because you guys I'm half Latina but I don't speak Spanish fluently oh yeah I did yeah and I you're giving me a hard time about it and I, I understand it a lot but I just don't okay but one thing I have to say about Gloria I used to listen to her music and uh, her songs in Spanish oh, yeah. when I, and I learned a lot of Spanish from her music that's awesome. 
and, yeah. and that's great because I mean, I mean, I love Gloria Stefan's music. I actually had a crush yeah. on her when I was a kid. Yeah. When I first heard Miami Sound Machine, uh, Conga, you know, and everything, I was like, wow, she's beautiful, you know? Yeah. I was like, God, she's so gorgeous. That's actually the question I wanted to ask you. Any word on whether the Miami Sound Machine will be a guest on her show? Cool. Actually, no. She didn't mention any of that, but that would be great, wouldn't it? You know, <laughs> let's bring the band back together. You know, where's Emilio? Where's my husband at? You know, um, you know, that's, you know, because Gloria. You know, obviously, we know that Gloria is married to Emilio Stefan, and he was a part of Miami Sound Machine. He was what yep. the, the music producer, I believe, of the of the band. Um, and and yeah, no, she didn't mention any of that. So that that should be pretty interesting if they do bring him back. You know, but that's that's still yet to see. But as it stands right now, Red Table talk the Estefans, uh you know that's gonna be coming out so make sure that you go ahead and check that out coming up next in sports news we talk a little bit about road warrior animal and how the unfortunate events led up to his passing uh during a wedding anniversary getaway we'll talk a little bit about that but first here is daniel waits life is real right here on the xander fed yeah Tell me how you feel 
this is AB. Hey guys, this is Sean Kanan. What's going on? It's Amanda Holly. Hey, Jeremy Miller from Growing Pains here. This is Max and Model Riley Sawyer. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to The Xander Effect. Bobby B. Bob's Losing My Religion right here on the Xander Effect. 
in sports. Looks like there's been uh, a little bit more uh, story that happened to WWE legend Road Warrior Animal, uh, whose name, whose real name is Joseph Laurinaitis. Uh, he passed away, uh, uh, you know, a few, a few days ago or a week ago or so, um, off of natural causes. And this happened during his wedding anniversary getaway. I mean, how traumatic would that be for his wife to actually go to a, this romantic getaway and then suddenly, boom, your husband dies? I mean, well, talk about let a me... wedding anniversary that will not, will never go, like, it'll never leave her mind that wedding anniversary. You're absolutely right on that. Um, but let me throw this out there. It is really, I know it's cliche, but it's really about the mindset. Yeah. Okay. I have a very dear friend who just passed away about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And he passed away on his morning ride that he, his morning bike ride that he takes every single morning that he took with his ex-wife. They have kids together. They kept a good relationship. They stayed friends. And every morning for the last 10 or 15 years, they have gotten up and taken a bike ride out in the Palisades. Mm -hmm. And they got to come up over the hill and see the sunset Mm -hmm. and take their selfie like they always do. Mm -hmm. And within two minutes of taking that picture, he passed. Mm -hmm. Wow. And this woman is so centered spiritually and so together mentally that in her mind all she sees is god i got one last bike ride with him i got one last moment you know it's not a it's not a horrible thing to Mm -hmm. her that it happened on this special thing they shared you know it to her it was this amazing chance to have one last time with him Mm. and she's it's she's just an amazing woman and the strength she's shown through this has been incredible but that's the way she really looks at it and that's i mean it hasn't brought her down like it would so many of us because to her she's just so grateful for that last moment right that you know that that's pretty pretty amazing i guess there's like two sides of me that the journalist in me wants to know the details of what led up to him dying Mm -hmm. And then I mean, there's the there's the yogi in me that I'm I'm with you, Jeremy. That's just you know in in yoga so much of when I went through teacher training, so many of our meditations were on, which might seem morbid to a lot of people, were on if you were to die, say tomorrow or today, like meditating on the fact that you could die. How would you live your life if you knew that tomorrow? So you would just you would enjoy each minute as if that minute's gone. So mm-hmm. if you kind of, if you start to view life that way, as just all these moments that we just enjoy that once they're gone, they're gone. It really can change your shift, shift your perspective on everything. And so, yeah, if, if he passed on his anniversary with the love of his life, doing something that he enjoyed, because you hear these stories all the yep. time. People talked about Kobe Bryant and, you know, how routine was that for him to, for him to hop on that chopper, go with his daughter and the girls to the basketball game in his life. That was very normal. So that was no, for, for him, no different than a father taking his daughter to dance class Saturday right. morning you know, in a car. So, you know, and so somehow finding comfort in, in the routine of doing something that he enjoyed. 
And that's and the thing is, like with as far as uh, Joseph Laurinaitis is concerned, I mean, he had uh, like according to well your place of employment, Lonnie. According to TMZ, uh-huh. it seems that he had um, he was starting off with a fancy dinner, or as they started off with a fancy dinner, he had a whole romantic evening uh, that he did. Started off with a fancy dinner. Uh, they returned back to their room, which was covered in rose petals, and a gift basket was waiting for them in the room as well. And as they were getting to towards the the bedroom he collapsed on the bed uh she went ahead and she tried to perform cpr but uh, you know it was to no avail because he did not he did he couldn't be saved at that point according to what officials say so that's something i mean you know she can at least take solace that she did everything she could to save her husband's life uh even towards the very end and like you said jeremy you know i mean you know it's one of those things where she can at least also take solace in the fact that she spent a wonderful last meal with her husband. Mm-hmm. You know, a romantic last meal with him. So that's something that she could take with her. I hope it's something she's able to focus on and, you know. I, I mean, he was, and, and it's on such an unfortunate uh, turn of events. Hey, do I mean, they have any children, guys? Do they have any kids? You know, uh, I don't no, I'm not sure. They haven't mentioned them in any of the reports I've seen, so yeah. I would have to assume no, because they, okay. you know, they usually say leaving behind, right. you know, but they really have only spoken about his wife. So I, I don't know the answer to that, but I haven't read anything about. Neither have I. I don't. I, I mean, they could be. They, I mean, you got to remember too. Some of these wrestlers, they're they're somewhat forgotten. Uh, right. Some of them are very private. Uh, <laughs> some of them have children from a previous marriage, you know, but. Uh, you know, or they they have estranged children as well. Right. I mean, look at Jake the Snake Roberts. You know, well, yeah, the life of a wrestler them. was not exactly exactly to being right. a good parent. Well, so. not back then, at least. Nowadays, it's different, obviously. But back then, it was just really, yeah, it was really rough uh, for them to be an actual like, you know, a, you know, a, an active parent with their children. So, I mean, who knows? Who knows? But I mean, as far as we know, um, you know, he does leave a wife behind, and uh, again, you know, sad to see, to, sad to hear this type mm-hmm. of news. And uh, hopefully his wife does is able to cope and is able to uh, move forward with her life. In other uh, sports news, man, the NBA is getting hot, and the Heat is definitely bringing the heat against the Lakers. They went ahead and actually beat the Lakers uh, this week in Game Three of their set. And man, it's <laughs> it's all thanks to Jimmy Butler. I mean, Jimmy Butler went ahead and he saved that that entire game. Um, and it, you know, I mean, he scored forty points uh, without even making a three, going fourteen for twenty and making twelve of his fourteen free throws with thirteen. While putting up a triple double. Yeah, right. this is this is crazy. I mean, I mean, we were we're all expecting the Lakers to sweep. win. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, not not well. I I don't think we we're expecting them to sweep necessarily, but yeah. we definitely expect them to. We're, we're we're hoping that they would win. And right. the Heat, the Heat, they made it to the championship for a reason because they're that good. So at this point in time, we just have to go ahead and th- I, at least I'm thinking that. The Lakers, they want to make it interesting, maybe. <laughs> At least that's what I'm oh, thinking. Yeah, I yeah, doubt yeah. It, but I doubt it. You know, I mean, what team wants to actually make, like lose? They want to go ahead and get this thing over with and get the championship already. Oh, dude, right. I'm not taking anything away from Miami at all, but... In basketball in particular, one player can take over a game. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Butler is a great player, but 
I don't see him delivering that type of godlike performance over and over and over. He's an amazing player, and I'm not taking anything away, but these are the types of games that, I won't call it a fluke, but tend to be an anomaly in a playoff series. You know, I, I, I just don't see him being able to keep those kind of numbers and i believe they really would need him to deliver that every night to have a chance at, at taking four from the lakers you wow. guys i have to confess i was walking the dogs at the time the game was on <laughs> <laughs> i'm just keeping it real but i mean i can't with these games i guess whenever i do you know turn it on and i think i might have watched like the last you know, the, the last quarter or whatever, the last period. I, what amazes me about it is, is like, there are no fans there. Sorry. And it's just like the faces that they show of people mm-hmm. who could be there, <laughs> who aren't there. You mean, the, you mean, you mean un- the cardboard, the cardboard it's, cutouts? It's, it's such an unusual time. <laughs> it it's is. Strange. It's just strange. I mean, I'm not, I, I follow basketball a little, but I'm going to be honest. I follow the entertainment and pop culture around basketball. Right. So for me, like, I like to see Drake sitting there, you know, at the Toronto game. I like to see what Beyonce's wearing. I mm-hmm. like to see the interaction. And it's like, for those things to not be there anymore, it's just weird. Yeah, and I mean, and, and I got to be honest. I mean, the other thing, too, is that, you know, if or when the Lakers win, it's going to suck because no parade. How can nope. you? The, yeah. You can't have a parade right now. And it's yeah. really sad. I have to say, not really bothered by that. Because well, yeah, neither am I, I have, but I mean, I everybody else, somebody, you know. I am not somebody who will ever go to one of the championship parades, even if it's my, you know, my diehard teams. Unless you're in I'm it. Not, no, I'm not going to go sit. <laughs> you're not even going to go unless you're in it? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same reason I won't go to Times Square on New Year's Eve. You yeah. know, I, I, I have no interest in being in a crowd of a hundred thousand crazy drunk people. It's just yeah, not guys, interesting to could me. Could you guys imagine how Times Square is going to be this year? Oh my god! It's going to be I a ghost town this year. I know. God, it's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's shudder. I shudder to think, but, but yeah, the Lakers are still in it though. They're, they, you know, they're only we've only lost one game. We have, uh, we have, you know, a few more games until the series ends, and you know, we have a, we have a final champion. So, hey, trust your sports guru. I told you it'd be five games, right? True. Yeah, it'll be true. okay. True. Very true. <laughs> and and speaking of you being a sports guru, we're going to talk about fantasy football here in a minute. Um, oh, but before that, in other sports, uh, in other sports news, uh, it seems like Devontae Adams, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, went ahead and sent a tweet out that has since been deleted by him, basically telling his fans, quote, sorry, fans and friends, I won't be on the field tonight. I've done everything I need to do and proved I'm ready, but I guess I don't know my body as well as others. Good luck out there, my boys. Now, him sending out that tweet, that kind of seems a little bit like he's upset, maybe at the doctors that are telling him that he can't play. And it almost seems that he's kind of he's kind of complaining a bit. Uh, that tone it seem like it. He yeah. is. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't want to assume anything. You know, that's the thing. I didn't want to assume. And and the, and that's the thing is that it does it does you know feel that way that he is complaining, but. 
but and obviously he deleted it so i'm sure officials probably said um yeah take that down right now <laughs> you know i mean we didn't give you permission to do that uh who knows if he's gonna get any more severe uh repercussions because he went ahead and posted that tweet well what what's it about did he go around a number of people was he responsible and they think he has covid like what's the deal no no no. Well, he's, he's got a actually hamstring got an injury. injury yeah he has a hamstring oh, yeah, injury, injury. Yeah, he has an actual okay, hamstring okay, injury. Well, you have an injury, get over it, dude. Just take care of it and move on. Well, so, you know, I mean, the the thing is we're seeing a lot of right now in particular, I think because of COVID, because of everything else, they're being overly cautious this okay. year with a lot of the injuries. Okay. And you're hearing a lot of the athletes push back. And I think that's natural. I mean, any, mm-hmm. any top competitor is going to want to be on the field. I mean, right. that's that's why in, you know, that's why you have a corner man in fighting. Mm-hmm. Any champion, no matter how bad he's hurt, is going to want to go out there and compete. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's what champions yeah. do. And yeah. you need somebody to hold you back. You need somebody right. who's looking out for you to say, no, mm-hmm. you're not ready. This cannot go mm-hmm. on. And right. I think we're seeing a lot of that right now. I don't know if they mm-hmm. are being completely overcautious, but we're seeing a lot of athletes in in basketball and in football and in baseball. <laughs> Everybody who's been dealing with this in the COVID bubble, right. you're getting a lot of pushback. You know, a lot of right. pitchers have been very upset that they're mm-hmm. being held out of a game. Right. Um, you know, a lot of uh, basketball players were upset that, you know, oh, well, my shoulder was fine for two weeks, but they wouldn't put me back in. There's just been a lot of this, it seems, this mm-hmm. season. And I think it's just that natural competitive nature taking mm-hmm. over. I mean, these are championship mm-hmm. athletes and, right. you know, that's how you get there by by wanting to compete every single day. And that's and that and that's the thing is that uh, you know because of that competitive spirit, you know they're they 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 that's their main reason why they push back because of that competitive spirit because they don't want to feel uh, useless when they see their right. their teammates out there doing the job that they should be out there doing but they can't they feel helpless they feel angry they feel upset hey. they're like dude we're ready to go let me out there put me in coach look at the great Ronnie Lott man yep right before the playoffs gets a devastating injury to his mm-hmm. finger that has to Ooh. have surgery and uh-huh. what does he say? They go, well, you're going to be out for about three weeks. He said, I got a playoff game. Chop it off. Wow. That's dedication. That, that happened? Oh, yes. my gosh. That happened? Ronnie Lott, the great safety from USC who went on to play for years in the NFL, played for the all the championship 49ers teams right. and all that. Yeah, one of the greatest competitors ever actually happened. He tore every tendon in his finger and all this. He had to have reconstructive surgery, but he had his championship playoff game coming up and then the Super Bowl, and he was not going to miss it. So he had him wow. chop the finger off. Wow. Okay, so here's what I wonder, though. What is life like for Ronnie Lott now? What is uh, his life? He like? still says that it was it was absolutely worth it, and he'd make the same decision today. Wow. At the I'm end of the day, it's, it's it's all about that competitive nature. That's yeah. how that's how tough these guys. That's how much these guys love the game. You know, I mean, that's how much these guys love that's crazy. competing. And so you got to give them props for that. Uh, the Packers are playing today. Uh, they're going they're going to uh, be doing a. I I think they're they're actually going to be uh, doing a pretty good job today. Uh, we'll see how that game goes. Of course, I have. Uh, I just need them to pass, not to Scanling. 
No, I, I need. Oh yeah, because of your, your, because of the person you're going to. Just I need them. I need them. Throw to, to everybody else. I no, don't actually, care. actually, you know what? I'm okay with that because I need Aaron Jones to get those yards. I need oh, them to keep boy. on giving it to Aaron Jones. And the reason why we're saying this is because guess what? Fantasy football. Um, and, and, and you know what, Jeremy? I wanted to tell you that uh, Lonnie actually has a problem with fantasy football. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. Here we go. Let's, let know? me hear this. See, see, basically, well, you know what? I'm not going to say it. I'll have, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll allow her to go ahead and give her gripe about uh, why she doesn't like fantasy football participants. Yeah, my, my gripe with it is just that, you know, I've never participated in it, not, nor has um, any of the guys in my family. My cousins are all diehard Steelers fans. It's just, you know, we want to focus the attention on our favorite team and not betting on individual players to win for some cause at the end of the year. I mean, for me, it's like, to me, you can't have it both ways. You can't be a huge fan of the game and of, of the various teams, which I'm a diehard Steelers fan, but then play and bet on fantasy football. I'm kind of superstitious about it. I don't know. That's just, and most of us are. So I just, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just, it's just, to me, I have enough energy. My energy is spread in too many different areas that I just don't, don't need that. And I know there are a lot, of, I have a lot of friends who are involved and I get it. But it's just like, uh, just to me, it makes me question your credibility as a true fan. That's not what she told me, Jeremy. She said that she hates everybody that's a participant in Badminton football. She's being very, very nice right now. She's such a liar. Already she's lying. She's becoming one of us. Well, I will push back with... <laughs> Being a diehard Rams fan who had his team ripped away from him by that absolute, mm, I'll be nice, yeah. Georgia, yeah. Georgia Frontieri, <laughs> that ex-showgirl that had no idea Easy. about anything. Um, <laughs> but I didn't have a team for a long time in the NFL. Okay. And fantasy football allowed me to care still. Okay. Fantasy football allowed me to still give a damn. And a lot of people, I came from a background of gamblers. My okay. my my grandfather was a uh, pool hustler, very, very well-known pool hustler in the Orange County area back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. My grandmother, I used to sit on her lap at six years old when we'd call her bookie and, you know, pick the horses together. Oh, so, so, so we, I mean, we that was a part of my family mm -hmm. and sports betting was also a very big part of it. So, mm -hmm that part of it was that that was just normal to me yes we had our team and we bled for that team you never mm -hmm. no matter what we never bet against we never mm -hmm. but we always had bets going on other other teams other games and we always had a second eye on those games because we were watching our investment yeah. and to me it's no, it's not real different I've always bled. I mean, there's as much a Rams fan as I was. I've never been a die. I mean, die hard 
Rams fan. I've never had a pro team that I bled for. I am a diehard USC fan, and I bleed Dodger blue. Those are the only two Uh, things that um, will. um, uh, um. We don't need to hear from you, Mr. Bruin. I'm sorry. I was just. I was just. I was just. Until you guys can actually win a game or keep a player, then you know. I was just. I was just clearing my throat. Okay, God. (laughs) Why is everybody? Why you gotta like take it the wrong way, Mr. Trojan, Mr. Condom, Mr. I. Well, you know what? You know what, Jeremy. The fact that you love USC. The fact that Troy Palomalu, Lynn Swan, and I can just go through a slew of oh, yeah. names of Steelers who came from USC. I'm a USC fan for that reason. Oh, too. come on. <laughs> you know, you know, you know you're on a trial basis, Lonnie. I mean, you can't be saying stuff like that around me. Yeah, but she's sucking up to the important one. It's okay. <laughs> what the F ever? I'm not, you know what? I'm not, you know what? Let, let's stop fantasy football before I go off the rails here and I really get angry. Anyways, um, looks like, uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of changes going on right now. Fantasy football, Jeremy. I mean, a lot of stuff going on. It, it just keeps on getting worse by, but from what I can see every week. I mean, we just had, you know, uh, COVID cases in Kansas City. Uh, Tennessee had to postpone their game because of COVID cases. I mean, it's getting rough right now uh, for fantasy football participants. Not to be a dead horse, but what is our what is our motto? <laughs> you know, it's uh, unpredictability is the word of the day right now. I mean, um, we saw we this coming and injuries are taking their toll. COVID tests are taking their toll. There, I mean, it, there is an actual chance that we could end up with a, you know, a weekend where half the games end up canceled. I mean, we have right. no idea what's going to happen next at this point. I mean, I mean this is me, guys. Do you think the fact that like many of us are just because I was thinking of this are have been in quarantine or not really like we're out, but we're not out like how we normally are? If those are causing some of the injuries, you know what I, I mean. I, I would have to say so. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, as much as you know these people. You have to assume they stayed in shape. They're professional athletes. But there were no camps. Well, that's what I mean. That's the difference. There's a difference between staying in shape personally and getting into camp early and getting your body used to this high impact, high demand sport. And if your body's not ready, we're seeing it. I mean, people are going down left and right. They're dropping like flies, man. It's Dude, Nick really Chubb, bad. My, you know, my boy, Nick Chubb, got injured, and he's going to be going on IR for at least four weeks. And I just got a questionable on uh, on Evans for Tampa Bay, tight end Evans, you know, for Tampa Bay. I just got – remember, I told you. I told you this just yesterday, Jeremy, that, you know, so far on my, on my fantasy football uh, team, everybody's fine. Come during the week, that's going to change come next weekend. We're going right. to either find out there's going to be questionables cu- popping up. I don't know where there's going to be out. You know, players are going to be out. There's going to be so many. Like, it's unpredictable. Well, and I mean, you even have to take into account false tests because that's what happened in Kansas City. Yeah. You know, it was false positives, and uh, you have an entire game that gets canceled because of it. I mean, that's why they were able to reschedule it for tonight, was because Cam Newton was the only one who tested positive on the Patriots, and the positive tests on the Kansas City side were false positives. So it's, I mean, we have no clue what's going on. This is is the biggest crapshoot I've ever seen in a sports season. (laughs) Agreed. It's so 
is. And I was telling Xander earlier, every time I see the players at the end of the game, I mean, we, we I guess, understand that we know we're, they're being tested. And I'm sure, I'm sure getting the greatest care possible because of just the money that the NFL has. But still, when I see the end of the game with um, Tom Brady, you know, playing for Tampa Bay, which is still weird to me to see him in a Buccaneers uniform, and a couple players going up to him and hugging him or touching him, automatically I'm just thinking, one person on that field has COVID. Oh my goodness! Two weeks from now, what are we going to hear? Yep, it's, that's it's, exactly it. It's it's yeah. definitely going to be rough. Uh, this season has already been rough on a lot of uh, players and fantasy owners. So it's it's we are yet to see exactly what happens next. Uh, but one thing's for sure, you know, I mean, we got it. We got one more game before the week resets itself, and before I have to, uh, you know, defend my championship and my honor against this this piece of work right here. You mean your next loss coming up? In- <laughs> You're hilarious! You're just so hilarious, Derek, buddy. I love, I love your cockiness. It's amazing to me, you know that? But as far as, as, far as today goes, uh, it's going to be uh, Green Bay. It's going to be the Packers versus uh, Atlanta. Um, at Green Bay, and of course we have Kansas City versus New Orleans, uh, which they actually they 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 were supposed to do Tuesday, but they're doing it today. But they're doing it at an earlier time today, right? I believe so. I think it's going to be the first game before uh, before the Packer game. Man, hey guys, so the Steelers and Titans playing today? Because I thought I heard they were, and then they weren't. They t- they had talked about it uh, doing the reschedule for then, but I think because they were already rescheduling the other ones, mm-hmm. they ended up waiting. I think, um, okay. and part of that, I think, from what I heard, again, it's just reading it through a second source. I can't confirm it, mm-hmm. but a yeah. bunch of the Tennessee tests were also false positives. Okay. Oh, interesting. It's gonna so like, again, there's. So- there's just a lot of really weird, you know, but what I heard was a, almost all of the Tennessee tests were also false positives. So they should be able to get the, if they can find the space, I, I can't imagine they'll make us wait too long to get it rescheduled. Right. So we're, and then like, again, you know, this is get This is just a weird season. I mean, yeah. this, this false positive stuff, they got to go ahead and put a handle on it because it's going to yeah. like really create chaos yeah. uh, as far as schedules go. But I mean, at the same time, better safe than sorry. I guess. That's exactly you know? it. So, yeah. I mean, that's just the way it's going to go. Again, interesting season. We still have a long ways to go, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot more stories. Coming up next in Video Game News, Payday 3 gets uh, is starting to be in development. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here's B. Taylor and Du Brown's It's On Me, right here on The Xander Effect. Y'all. <laughs> I be tell I told Yeah, you did. They ain't believe it, though. <laughs> <laughs> One life. Do brown. Same game, be telling. What up? Kick it like it's kickball. Power couple. She dripping in that Dulce Gabbana. They want to touch her. Everybody know that's do girl. What you going to do about it? Me and her take on the world. Now that's a true rider. And she be on second. Nah, in her own class. Hella book smart. I be grabbing on a real life. Since it's on me, I'm going to put it on you. Sipping on the best of the best. We playing taboo. Care City 305. I'm a dirty baby. Help you with your homework. Now we getting dirty, baby. Drinking dirty slippery, baby. Got a new tiptoeing. Because I made the right moves. Got a new 
She be in my lap snoring, I should call you FaceTime. But I got respect for her, I'ma spy your face now. I never poke a big dog, we be hella outside. Never have a side to choose, cause it's only one side. Step right up to the VIP. Yeah, the IP, VIP. Yeah, yeah. We them bad, bad boys All you ladies ain't got no damn choice I said me and do bad, bad boys A.A. flow where them girls at Yo, yo, shop where them girls at D.D. money where them girls at I'm trying to party where them girls at Cause after the party, it's the after party After the party to my hotel lobby After the lobby to five in the morning It's just me and you There's only one side Hey guys, this is Ian Garen. Hey, this is Annalise Hoveda. Hey yo, this is Nightmare from Dirty Machine. Hi, this is Cambry Lovesey. Hey, this is Dovely. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening to the Xander Effect. Inside your 
Right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, the uh, the awesome game Payday is coming back, and uh, they're they're developing Payday Three. And to be honest with you, I'm actually looking forward to that game because uh, that was a kind of like a like a co-op type of game. And to be honest with you, it's it's definitely one of those that um, should have had a third part a long time ago, but it was on hiatus. And um, basically, uh, it was actually. Uh, it has. It was already starting to be in development as far back as 2016, but they never did anything about it. So they're finally going to start developing the game. They haven't given a date yet as to when it's going to be released, but uh, it's yeah, it's it's definitely uh, one of those games that it's all about. Uh, you know, uh, it's all about like heists, bank robberies, you know, things like that. Um, I mean, it's. Again, it's. It, I love games like those. I love games like those because there's just so much fun to play. Well, I never got in. A lot more people playing them right now because a lot of people are home. <laughs> right? Yeah, I never got into the co-op games as much. Um, yeah. You know, this is a co-op heist game though. I know, and that's a that's a cool idea. I like the idea of that, but I never got into the game much because, again, the co-op was the main, you know, feature of it, and they were just not games that I, I really focused on. Um, probably the same reason I didn't play team sports and I played tennis. <laughs> right. You know, I like to rely on myself. I don't trust, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, the developer that's going to be doing this one uh, is is called uh, Overkill. And oh, Overkill's good. Yeah, Overkill are they're the developers of Payday Three, and they have to make up for it because they uh, created the Walking Dead game that completely flopped. It was a horrible game. I'm surprised uh, by that. that yeah. The Walking Dead flopped. Well, it just depends on the developer. If the developer yeah. does not do a good job, then the game's not going to do well either, and that's going to create a major backlash. So much so that it caused major financial trouble for the publisher Starbreeze. Um, you know, it, it, it was it was really bad. Uh, it was really bad for everybody. So Overkill's trying to make up for it by doing Payday 3. We'll see what happens again. There is no set date for it, but, you know, kind of looking forward to that and uh, definitely seeing what happens with that. I got to admit, when you said Payday, I, I honestly was waiting for you to finish and say Paperboy. I thought, we were getting, I thought we were getting a new Paperboy game, and I actually got really excited for it. Well, if that's, the, if that's the case, we might as well go ahead and talk about Back to the Future as well. I, I want Paperboy. Give me a new Paperboy. Oh, my God, dude. That game. Oh, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if it's on an app on a tablet or something. I wouldn't be cool. surprised. They actually have, like, Super Mario Brothers or something like that on on, on, on tablets and stuff, which is really cool. But, uh, yeah, no, Paperboy is actually one of my favorites, too. I'm not going to lie. Lonnie, Lonnie, I, I don't – do you play video games at all? 
Oh, don't hold it against me, guys. Not I, really. I, I would never hold it against you. That's the last time you're going to be on the show. See, You'll never be see, on here again. Didn't, didn't I tell you I'm the nice one? <laughs> For now. Not really. <laughs> I, I will say that I played this game, and now um, guys, the next time we talk, should I make the cut, I'll find out what it is. I played this game with a friend of mine who is into video games, and it was like this game where you put the headset on, and the, uh, the, the, the there's music, which is really cool. So it's like uh, rock, techno, whatever, tra- a really cool song. And you're doing the movements. Oh, you're talking about rock band. Yeah, you're doing the movements kind of with them. And you have like this sword. And Oh, no, that, maybe that's not rock band. <laughs> but things are coming at you virtually because it almost feels like you're being like you're in it you know, right. with the headset on and things are coming at you and you're slaying the things. And then at the end of it, you're doing, but what's cool about it is you're doing it in tune with the music. So it's almost like a dance. It's almost like a video game dance and it's a workout for those of yep. us home in quarantine. And then it gives you a score at the end of it. I'm going to tell you whatever freaking game that is. And I'll find out the name of it for next time. It's addictive. Nice. It sounds like it. That's the kind of game that, my mom, who does not play video games, <laughs> yep. the la- you know, the last video game she played was probably, you know, Atari Space yep. Invaders or something. <laughs> the but, classics, you gotta love them. But that's yep. the type of game she would get into and yeah. enjoy and play and play for hours. You oh, know? Yeah. So I love yep. those kind of games that yep. people who are not gamers can uh-huh. still enjoy. Yeah, it was, it's pretty amazing because you get to pick the song you want, you pick the level, and you really, really get to see your progress. So with each level, you know, you might start out with a level one, but level three, the tempo of the song is moving faster, so therefore you've got to move faster. And it's a bit of a video dance. And, you know, for someone like me who's into dancing and movement and yoga, mm-hmm. I love it. Because you get a workout in. All right, you're going to definitely have to get us the name because that yeah. sounds yeah. cool. Now you got me curious yeah. about that, yep. so definitely get us the name. But again, as it, as it stands now, Payday 3 is in development. We'll keep you posted on when the date for that uh, release is going to come up. That's the news. In case you haven't heard it, thank you so much for listening to The Xander Effect. want to thank uh, my dear, lovely assistant, uh, Jeremy Miller, for being on here as usual, buddy. Yeah, if Lonnie comes back, I'll come back. But if I got to deal with you alone, you know, I'm I'm done. You know what? That that ah. might actually. Uh, you you know what? We'll we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> the hurt, the hurt, but with those words, man, they hurt. Uh, and I also wanted to thank uh, La- Lonnie Rivera, our wonderful uh, guest co-host, for being on. Lonnie, thank you so much for being on the Xander, Zan- Jeremy, my pleasure. And I, I really enjoyed this. Awesome. I'm glad that you had fun. Uh, remember, everybody, we're still in a pandemic right now. So remember to wear your masks, practice social distancing, practice basic hygiene, sanitizing everything. Uh, you know, wear gloves if you got them, wear goggles if you got them. And remember, music always, always heals all. We'll see you next time. Yo, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc., Sony Music The Orchard, and DMG Bertelsmann.
in association with Art19 Media.